Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Camp Guide inaugural workshop on effective research. These were two sessions. I've combined them into one session. Let's take a listen. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to welcome you to Camp Guide's first workshop. Welcome our audience. Um, Creep Sam, um, OX, Apex, Web3 Cody, Dex, um, our co-host, Steve, and um, five books concepts. Welcome, y'all. Welcome, y'all on board. So, um, we'll be talking about how to make effective research. Because um, and we are going to be talking about all of these um skills that are practical that we can teach our audience that are, that our audience can get to learn practically something that we can teach our audience and they can practicalize it after being taught after they've learned it. So we'll be beginning um with all of this on our podcast, and this is the very first podcast to be having, and you are. Really lucky to be here <laughs> because you are going to be gaining a lot, really. You know what you are going to be gaining is um, you're going to be handing over the uh, mic to our speaker. That is um, help. We'll be adding over the mic to our speaker for today. We'll be teaching on, on teaching us on how to make effective research today. All right. So, welcome on board, help Prof. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Hello, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. I had a very restful day today. And uh, we are going to do something really, really different. Okay. As usual, I like exploring, experimenting with things. And at the core of that, that's what research is all about. Figuring things out. Right. And instead of sitting you guys here and start narrating how you do research we are actually going to turn this entire section into research of course first of all understand this this is our inaugural um, um workshop it's the first one so we want to know the best way we can help our community members all right and i realize the importance of research to the whole success journey of even myself and a couple of other people that I know, the ability to independently go out there and figure out answers to your questions, the ability to articulate what your actual problems are. Because I see that that's often the, 
the initial point of um, conflict for so many people, all right? They understand that they have a challenge or there's a piece of knowledge or information that they need or they want to know, but they don't know how to put it in words in, in a way that they'll be able to get and the kind of answers that they need. And especially given these days that we now have so many interesting tools that people can leverage on for research. It was not so just a couple of months back, right? So the go-to place for me making research is, is often Google. But because of the experience that I've had, um, you know, building um, optimized content for social media articles and all of that stuff, especially for blogs, I have, you know, I guess I understood more deeply about how keyword research and, uh, you know, certain things like that, that then again, that um, affects uh, rankings, which is a very important part of research, really, because at the end of the day, you want to be able to put up content that when the appropriate kind of question that your content responds to is asked or is queried into the search console on Google or any other social um, um, search engines, your content would pop up as a response to that. So if you have that experience from the um, creator side, from the writer side, from the you know website or blog manager's end, it's easier for you to know how because you understand the modalities, you understand the technicalities of how people that create this content for your consumption, because really that's what social media, um, pardon, why am I calling social media? That's what search engines are all about, right? Um, ranking and organizing content across the internet to, to respond to the appropriate queries for the information that is held within this, this particular content. So if you understand how uh, creators approach that, um, that creation process to be able to get, to, to connect their content with the right kind of questions, it's easy for you to now understand the right way to approach asking those questions to be able to get, because the um, technicalities, the system of most cre content creators, most bloggers, most websites, people, most content strategies for the internet uh, is fairly, there are some standards, right? Which people believe following these standards allow your content to rank. So I think we should first of all understand that we are certainly not going to be able to cover all of these in this single meeting, that's for sure. Right. I just want us to now understand the importance of this particular segment of Kamgaya, the um, the workshop segment. We want to understand the relevance of this moving forward in Sussex. Uh, yesterday we had a special meeting uh, on WhatsApp. It was it was impromptu, but we talked for uh, certainly I want to believe almost two hours or over two hours. And we talked about a couple of other things, very interesting things I want to believe. And from what I picked from that, I realized that so many people, the initial problem that they get when they, when they decide to, to start making do, because first of all, the moment you decide to do things differently, the moment you decide to scale or learn how to use tools more differently, you see that the first hurdle that you are going to meet is, okay, how exactly am I going to figure what tools I need out? Right? How would you learn about the new tools? If you take out communities like Kamgayad um, or similar communities like that, you see that the responsibility to figure out something, to even learn about it before you now go and find out how to use it, before you learn how it was, to hear the name in the first place, it's, it's often the most difficult thing. 
because you cannot just start knowing what to research on, right? You are coming to the space, depending on what space or what knowledge base you are trying to gain, you are coming there almost as an ignorant person, almost as a newbie. So the core terminologies within those space, the name of the most widely used applications within those space, the top people within those space, you see that you don't know them. For now, almost every single person here listening to me, you want to get in on Web3. You want to learn how to leverage on the new decentralized internet to build your brand, to build your businesses, to connect with other people. But there is no, especially for new technology, there's really no um, hard or fast listicle out there. There is no um, full content or deep dives or, you know, very comprehensive content out there because often most people are still at the experimenting stage. And you see that most people that experiment with um, technology, they are often not the content creators themselves. So you will see that the people that are often using most of these things, these new tools that have deep insight on them, they're not the kind of people that go ahead and start creating uh, videos or you know in-depth content about them. So it requires creators to actually learn about new technology so that they will use this information as content on their um, um, creator outputs um, um, or outlet, their creator outlets like their social media handles or their, their blogs or their medium content or their YouTube channel or their podcast or their newsletter. So that is the thing. So we are right now, for people that are interested exploring um, how to leverage on new cutting-edge technologies to assess information. Because at the end of the day, that's what research is all about, assessing information, right? So I think... That's one of the mission of Camp Gaiad to turn. We have been exposed to the internet for a very long time. Now you have been using so many tools on the centralized web. Uh, that's web two. You have been using so many things. You don't even consider them as you feel it's a part of your, your life or your phone. Now, social media platforms are, are tools for, for community, for interaction, for social life, for communication. Right. So these are tools that most most of them we already know about them. Right. But we tend to just use them and move on. That is the reality that we are seeing for um, most of newer cutting edge tech now. Right. You see that just the same way you use your Facebook, you've used your WhatsApp, you have probably never created any content on YouTube or whatever to teach people how to use these things. You see that this is the same people, this is the same kind of people that are now currently exploring newer technologies and they're just using it for their fun or for their businesses. Unless their business is one that involves content creation, you see that information is going to be limited out there, right? So how do you find things out? Now, this is not we have not started going into details on, you know, the deeper aspect of research to get more holistic information or knowledge about a piece of tech or a piece of tool that you know already. Now, I'm currently exploring on how to even find the thing out in the first place. Because as it stands now, one of the biggest limitations that you have, so many of you would be in a better place right now if you know about some tools, some management tools, some creative tools, some... Uh, organizational tools, some content tools, if you know about them, you would have been better. That is just it. But you don't know about them. You cannot start making research about what you don't know. So how do you figure things out? How do you learn about things in the first place? Take, for example, Camp Gaiad. 
how would you have learned about Camp Gayad? Think of all the value that is in Camp Gayad now that so many of you are benefiting from. Imagine you did not stumble on this community. Imagine you did not know me. Some of you got to know about Camp Gayad from Twitter. Some of you was through WhatsApp, somebody that you know uh, posted about it, or you are connected to me, you heard me talk about it. Just basically it could be any of such, or you stumbled on some kind of flyer. So this, you see, when we want to learn about research, we understand that we are not completely ignorant about everything. There are things that you know. How did you know about them? How did you learn about them? These are important metrics that... Um, now, this, this is just an introduction, please. Let's, let's get that clear. You know, this is not how a workshop is run. And I want um, people to now start stepping up. We want to see if we can try that style of um, the red carpet session for our last AMA. Let's get people up here. Then let's do it. Because don't forget, I told you people that this workshop right now, the introduction that we're holding here right now, we are going to turn it into a research exercise itself. Because now we want to know something. Camp Gaiad wants to know something from you guys. Take, for example, the timing for this section. Is it right? The topic, is it right? The approach, how exactly do we teach people about these things? We want to teach you about research. How do you want to learn about research? How do people, what strategies, the most important things that you know, that you have highly technical knowledge on right now, how did you learn about it? How did you get exposed to it in the first place? So I would like um, one or two persons, and please understand this. Of course, those of you having challenges for your the, um, fortune of um, the golems of fortune collection that we just started gifting at, because it's not available to the public yet. I think for the next 24 hours, it's still not be available to the public yet. So by doing some um, specific tasks within this meeting, you might be eligible to get... Um, and one, one of them had dropped to you. So please, let's keep that as a point. Remember, the whitelist um, requirement was simply speaking up on the previous AMA that we had. So if you want to talk about this, you want to share how any single piece of knowledge or technical information that you have, how you got to hear about it in the first place, not how you became expert at it, not how you... Take Camgayad, for example. How did you hear about Camgayad? Because now we want to talk about avenues, platforms that you can use to make research. That is the next phase we are going. So let me get, um, if you want to speak, as a matter of fact, I'm sending the invite to speak to a that is available. So please, just pop, tell us anything about that if you have something to say. Thank you very much. Okay, good. So I've sent invites to every single person here. You can step up and you can answer that question. I'll give 30 seconds for that. All right, let me let me hear from my co-host then. It seems like uh, you know, every other person is, is having a hard time stepping up to speak. Good evening, everyone. So I discovered um come guide on twitter i was just crawling around twitter that day and i saw a post on niger pr where they put up a picture that said what is the most lucrative business and i was scrolling 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 for people's suggestion and i came across l prof's l prof's tweet where he said he could teach you how to 
make good money, but he needed dedicated people. Then I said I was interested and he puts the link to the community and I joined. And ever since then, it has been a thrilling ride. Okay, yeah, thank you very much, um, Scriblings. So you see that she was able to stumble on us based on the comments that I made on Twitter. So for some of you, of course, every single person here is on Twitter. <laughs> Obviously, that's why you are listening to this space. So um, how can you leverage on Twitter to get access to information? Understand, first of all, that what you don't know, you do not know what you don't know. There are so many things that if you know them right now, it will be of great, great help to you. It will allow you to improve massively. Right. So it will allow you to have improved massively, but you don't know about it. So you see that the most important kind of research really is the unintentional one. It's the one that you have practically prepared suitable environment you've projected yourself in the most suitable way that would allow you to be able to stumble on this information that is just it to a large extent so many of what i know this is how you can get first-hand information before it becomes so prevalent by now take this by connecting with top voices within the particular industries or niches of your choice so if you had wanted to build. So the first thing is to truly be able to identify what you want to be having information on, what you want to be knowing. So you cannot say, for example, yes, in the community, maybe sometime we'll set up something and we'll talk about how, if you already know that, okay, this is what you want to do. You want to find more information about it, how to go about it, and um, what you need to do. That's a different thing that we're going to address, depending on the amount of time we're going to get here. But now I'm talking about how the most critical information that you need, the tools, how to, the application of tools that you need to have, to have, you know, gotten exposed to, that will now allow you to make further research that you can leverage on um, key research tools. So the most important thing I'm going to recommend to anybody right now is to first of all, determine what you want to be having consistent knowledge on. As much as, uh, it looks like you should have knowledge on everything. You should always be open to all and every kind of research. That's not true. You can never know everything in every niche. If you want to truly become an expert or a, a very a, a specialist in anything, you have to be dedicating amount, a good amount of your time and a very, very important amount of your concentration on just a subset of something because you cannot be expert at so many things. And it takes more than just general knowledge to become expert at something. You might need to be way, way, way more committed than other people. So how many different things do you think you can be committed to at the same time? So your Twitter, for example, it, Twitter is one of the best for me. For um, um, accidental, so to say, accidental information, accidental research, Twitter is one of the best places that I get the most specialized knowledge on. I stumble on so many things. I stumble on newsletters that give highly technical there are some paid groups that get, gives less information than some of the newsletter that i managed to stumble on just the creators or the owners of this newsletter on twitter and by simply connecting subscribing to the free version of their newsletter or their podcast i'm able to get immeasurable new knowledge i remember some times ago i connected to shampuri 
and um, that's the the owners of the um, my first million podcast, right? So basically, these people share business ideas, business strategies, idea strategies that you can simply just ship out and. You know, so mostly they were just experimenting on ideas and actually turning to business. They have almost unlimited resources to do that. So you see a situation of where how businesses can be set up and how they can thrive when money is not an object. So most of the times we are unable to go ahead with ideas because of lack of money, because of lack of funding. What if money was not the issues? What are the best parameters? What are the best strategies to be able to get uh and to launch a successful product so this is something that i learned from that i it's still it's still a podcast that i'm totally connected on so if you are taking notes please be, be taking note of these things i'm going to of course um we have our web3 workshop newsletter so most of all of this content i'm going to be whipping them up and there are going to be um sections episodes within the newsletter that you guys will be able to connect to subsequently but for now please take note of things like this you might be thinking and this is something that i always tell people when i'm talking People want to expect that there's some magical information that the moment they get it. And yes, they are. But like I said, you don't know what you don't know. All right. So you can only position yourself to be exposed to things that you don't know. So that when you get to know them, you can now learn more about them. If you have never heard of ChatGPT today, you will not be thinking about how to leverage on AI or ChatGPT to make something. You see? So the first thing is to get that exposure. And how do you get random exposure? By understanding what you want to get exposure to. Understanding what your interest points are, right? Yes, there will be opportunity to connect to vertical information on different industries or niches and be able to draw parallels. I have been interested in several things at different phases of my life. When I was interested in them, I went all in to get the knowledge. Technologies evolve, strategies evolve, platforms evolve, newer things pop up, and your interest would also evolve. So you see that with time, as you grow older and expose yourself to highly, so for a period of time when you are interested in something, you have gone way deep into it. If you decide to explore something else, you go way deep, deep into it. Within time, you see that your interest will start overlapping and cross-sharing information. You'll be able to bridge some certain knowledge that you have on totally unrelated industries, really. And you'll be able to look for interesting applications for those same things. So at the end of the day, research is almost 50% common sense rather than the knowledge itself per se or the piece of information itself per se. Your ability to draw inferences from other things that you know, that's what lends further um, insight. That's what lends further relevance to the knowledge that you are learning right now. So many of you today listening to me now, it is because of Camp Gaiad, you being on Camp Gaiad and doing some of the things there, that is why you are seeing the relevance of learning about how to research. If you are some random person going about your random job or, you know, playing around your random Twitter place and you stumble on a space like this, it might not have as much significance for you as with someone that have decided that for the purpose of what they want to build their brand or career on, they need to get the knowledge. So you see that it is with need, how much you value a particular need, that's what determines how readily you're able to see interesting applications or you're able to lean on previous knowledge to now get deeper insights about what you want to know. So the first question I'm going to keep up for you guys 
first decide or define in which area do you want to have highly specialist knowledge now we've come up with a particular problem so many of you you don't really know because again you don't know what you don't know so you don't really know your full repertoire of interests you can only be interested in the things that you know so right now you've heard about web3 and blockchain is you've understood it to some extent you're interested in it if you never heard about it you cannot be interested in it so now maybe based on limited knowledge because that is not certainly a thing based on limited knowledge you might not be truly passionate or truly interested in anything that you know yes you know it but you cannot really imagine yourself saying oh this is what i want to build my brand or business or my life or my career around i mean i don't really know anything now that i want to do that I'm, I'm i know that i might be interested in doing it for the next five years so how do you because now it might come to a point where yes you really need to expose yourself to new things to very new things so that you will now learn about so many new things that you didn't know so that you can now judge your interests or you judge the basis sometimes you can be strategic about it just decide that the basis of your interest is in the monetization potentials of that thing for example so you might just say okay virtual reality is a potential um, industry of interest right um artificial intelligence is another industry of interest to a large extent they are distant they are not overlapped you mostly don't know anything about vr to so many of you and let's assume to a large extent you also know nothing about ai how do you now go about when you've heard about it now you've heard about vr virtual reality you've heard about ai um, artificial intelligence what do you now do to now decide to now figure out which uh which of these ones that's that's much more interesting for you which one because now you may decide that yes i just want to make money i'm ready to learn anything that will give me money how do you now know which one will give you more money because you don't really know much about them research and you might simply go and google and say which one is much more lucrative financially lucrative between virtual reality and AI. you will just simply start seeing people's opinions because basically that's what google is you will see um, um blog posts that people have posted in the past comparing these two different industries their potentials and all of that it is really really simple now you go good that you are looking at them you've seen it now you see that this is what people expect research to be when they have a simple task or a simple problem uh, that they need to fill up on they simply just go and google about it that is a good one that's a good strategy but that does not give you you are just exposing yourself to the opinions of other people yes that is often a good way to judge general sentiment to judge specialist um, um knowledge but understand this most people posting blogs you can set up a blog today a member of our community right now <laughs> gave gave himself a personal task to write 500 blog posts within just a couple of days right how exactly is he going to do that now somebody might stumble on those um, um content and start taking them as as law they don't really know that no offense to the person that's creating it they don't really know that the person do not have that kind of specialized knowledge to be able to make give you that kind of it yes it doesn't mean that what you are reading is wrong it just means that you are not getting the true personal perspective 
of a specialist. So if, let's say, for example, I wanted to be exposing myself to information that will allow me to come to enough, I'll get enough knowledge, personal first-hand knowledge from specialists, from people that are truly in that particular space. Now, all of us right now, we are truly in Web3. If I start writing articles related to Web3, I'm going to be telling you things that I know, things that we probably practicalized on Camp Gaiad. That piece of information, that piece of research will be way more valuable to um, potential audiences than somebody that uses ChatGPT, for example, and whip up some Web3 content and post them up there. Now, ChatGPT will still give you relatively correct um, 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 information, but it's just not going to be enough. So what would you do to be able to make effective research? You need to determine the general area, the general area of, because now this isolated approach to making research that we are doing is often not coming together. It does not give you cohesive information that is actionable that you can execute. If today, because you don't know what you don't know, I'm always saying this. If today you said, okay, you want to learn about Web3, you're not going to go, what is Web3? You're not going to see so many outlines, so many approaches that different people are going to be using to share that information. After talking about web, what Web3 is, what else do they talk about? How do they proceed? It's going to be different for so many people. And at the end of the day, it might simply be um, 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 information, passive information that you are getting. But let's say you wanted to learn about now. You, have, you, are, you are conflicted between, like I said, VR and AI. You want to learn about it. What I do is, instead, I will make a research. I will simply go, I'll start with that. Or I will go on Twitter. Let me put up, put up that. And start following, I'll say, maybe 30 people, 30 um, CEOs, founders, um, ideas people, creators within this industry that's working with firms that are actually in this industry. Take, for example, there's no way you want to make research on chat um, AI that you not stumble on chat GPT, for example. I'll go and know who the founder of chat GPT is, who the key people are, I'll follow them. Because it is from this kind of people, this kind of account, yes, you will be getting things you will not understand. That's, that goes to show you how, how much gap your knowledge, um, 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 your, your knowledge baseline is from people that are true specialists in that thing. So until you can start list reading the content of specialists and you are understanding some things, you are seeing some things that you recognize that you get, you have not really started making holistic research. So once you are following the right kind of persons, you will see that your TL on, on, on Twitter your timeline is just going to be flooded. The kind of um, um, notifications that you set up or the kind of lists, because now you might be doing this, your web three thing, but you still want to get more information about virtual reality and all of that stuff. You can create a list. This is something that people do. Once you create a Twitter list, you can create a list of top 50 um, and content persons, content creators in VR, you have that list. So anytime you want to expose yourself to information about um, VR, you simply open that section. All these things we are talking about, because a workshop is not supposed to be a, 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 a talk like this. It's not supposed to be a talk show. It's supposed to be a conversation. And we're certainly going to have those conversations. I'm going to put up some videos on our YouTube on little, little things like how to create a Twitter list, how to curate this list, how to figure out the top people 
in certain industries in certain niches of choice and <laughs> how to follow them on twitter yes i'm going to also teach you people how to follow people right how to approach these people it depends on the kind of um, relationship that you want to build it depends on the kind of knowledge so once you are getting exposed to all these people certainly you'll be getting exposed to the new updates to the new um and, and kids new tools in the block to upgrades upgrades within utilities of some of these products you'll be getting those information first of all they might not serve you much that initial time you will just be getting exposed to them but the thing is you'll be learning about things very very quickly so as that particular industry is making advances you are advancing with them while having the time to work on the backlog of um, um, knowledge deficiency that you have to catch up so you might not know introductions or anything but new things that are popping up you are getting exposed to them first of all and it makes it infinitely easier for you to be able to learn about the other part the introductions the key people in those spaces and all of that so now how do you word your questions then the final thing i'm going to wrap up with will now be what platforms you know of course i talked about Twitter already so what platforms that you can use to make research now of course there are so many of them but one key thing how do you word your question to be able to get the best response from any kind of research tool that you are using uh um google as case study or let's say google and chat gpt as case study of course um um search engine queries the approach for search engine queries are different from the approach I hope I've not muted everybody so that I'll still keep yeah, okay good so the approach for AI prompting is different from search engine queries of course and certainly I am still learning about AI prompting I'm still working on it so maybe one continuing section of this same workshop please so this is our introductions once I wrap up with what I want to say now we'll now talk about other different aspects of stuff that will now know that that is still a forgerance or a continuance of this same workshop on the practical aspect you guys should be willing to go on the comment section here please retweet this this space okay please retweet this space go on the comment section here if you have any specific points any specific information that you don't know or you need deeper knowledge on that we could talk about right now as as a case study please come on the comment section on this space and just put it in there i will check it in the next five minutes and we can take one of them to as an address to now explore something so now what are the approaches the words the, the to, to 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 get the correct information first of all of course you need to know english i mean I'm sure there are social media handles for that other other languages, but for the context of what we're talking about, you need to have a good command of English. You need to have not necessarily a very wide vocabulary, but you need to be able to express. Sometimes people have limited ability to express themselves because they don't really know the words to express the key information that they want. So that's not a problem, but that is a concern, certainly. So understand that especially for something like google you have to be able to talk to google the way you have to have an understanding of what you want to know let's say for example on our vru ai challenge you want to learn about what is that first of all you it's not that you want to know about vr and ai you can simply google them and what is very was that's most the most elementary kind of research but now you want to get 
information about which one is more lucrative financially to build a brand or a career on. Now, you see how I articulated this? This is basically how I will, I will write it on Google. But now, so many people would not be able to put words, organize it in this structure to be able to get that perfect answer from Google. So what exactly are you going to do? Sometimes you can break it down. Break down uh, 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 or research on people that are working in these industries or research on platforms that curate the salary information of people working in these industries or so you see that at the end of the day research like i said is more than 50 percent common sense you have to be able to draw inferences on which kind of queries would would give you the data that will allow you to personally come up with it to a decision about what is obtainable so you see that right now i don't know how to tell you that okay you want to learn which of this platform which of these um, industries is more lucrative that's an approach you can use because now what i'm saying now is specific for this particular kind of questions when you are doing comparison stuff it's not often like that when you are making research sometimes you are just needing to get qualitative information sometimes you need to get feedback kind of information so all of these approaches is different it depends on what you want to know so but that common sense to realize that okay if i can figure out the top 10 ai companies and the top 10 vr companies and figure out the top 10 um um not skills per se let's say um job um specification or something like uh, roles the top roles that people in these industries perform let's say if you are a career person in in ai what can you be doing what will forget about the consumer end please the consumers of AI, like people using chat GPT, you can't call yourself a chat GPT explorer and, uh, or, or researcher. I mean, that's something you can potentially call yourself, but it really does not mean anything. So, but your ability to now say, okay, if I know about the top companies in these places, I can figure out, I can go to their LinkedIn. Let's say one of the top companies obviously right now is OpenAI. You can go on LinkedIn. You see that it is me that is using my head to not come up with this. Because if I know the top company, I can simply go on LinkedIn and I will see employers, employees rather, that's working on these companies, right? I can see the roles, the, the, the terms or the titles that they're calling themselves. Chief, wanting, wanting officer, this, this, uh, research assistant, this. So you are seeing the roles that people can potentially perform because this, this is their career. So if you know the rules, you can simply now go and make research on what is the salary base of somebody that is working in this capacity in this particular industry. You see that by then you will get first-hand information on the true salary structure. That's for people that's working on a salary base, right? Of this kind of industries. Then you can compare, okay, now you've done for AI, you do the same thing for VR, and it will now be you coming up with your own data your own information so you see that <coughs> sorry excuse me you see that at the end of the day research is supposed to help you come up with original information but most people understand the research to be something that allows you to connect to what other people think whether they used ai to generate it you really cannot determine or or decide on the the the, the truth value or the specialized specialist value of the creator of whatever content that you go and get out from third party places. So it's best often when you are making research to think about 
okay let me nobody have posted what is going on guys this is a, <laughs> this is an introduction to a workshop it's only okay good okay somebody says since somebody said that they've not been hearing me if you can hear me clearly please um um signify please just just say something yes i got some from scribblings can you hear me um yeah, yes. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Okay, good, good. So you see now, so let's say what is one thing that you've always wanted to know more about or what is one thing that you've always wanted to know about today, right now? What is something you want to know about how to make money with Web3? Now, you can simply go and Google it, how to make money with Web3, but that is not effective research. Sometimes, understand that when you are starting out, like now for so many of you, you are starting out on research, you need to understand that you are not supposed to have the information readily available in your head. You have to actually sit down. Even I, today, when I'm making research, I sit down and I think about what I want to know. What do I truly want to know? I want to learn how to, for example, I want to learn how to make money with Web3. I want to know that. But that could be broken down is there any peripheral data related information that if i have it it will make it easier for me to come up with my own personal original information about how to make money on web3 now you see that now that is a problem that is a research problem right now on our hands how do i approach it i will not think okay the goal is to learn how to make money online but i simply don't um sorry how to make money with web3 but I simply, uh, yes, I can go and Google it and get some general perspective on it, yes. But mostly, that approach will simply be to get the general sentiments, to get some of the keywords that people that's creating content in that particular industry or segment, the keywords that they are using. It will allow me to be able to frame my question or think about my approach more, more strategically. Haven't done that. I haven't googled that. Understand that that's not going to be the basis of my research. It's just the basis of learning which kind of words I'm going to use or which kind of strategy or approach. Sometimes merely reading about things like that, you will get some of the most important information that you need to not mix, to not initiate further research. So, but for me, I might simply say, because understand that research is supposed to be based on reality, not based on perception. Research should be something, especially actionable research, should be something that is you can do right now. That is effective research. If your research is one that now requires you to come up with some long strategy that at the end of the day or for that initial period, it does not really require you to, to make an action or something. It's just to say, okay, you've read it. You've now known it. So that means you now know you've, not, you've researched. Research should always drive you to an action. It should drive you to doing something. So now... I can say for that particular exercise, I'm still thinking about it. I could simply say, okay, you want to make money on Web3, right? You want to learn how to, but you want to. But are you the first person that's, that's going to have made money on Web3? No. So the point is, the true research there is to find out people that have made money on Web3. How did they do it? That's it. So you see that instead of go, now going to make Google research on how to make money on time, you start hearing things like sell F, NFT, open an agency, which are just generic, basic. It's even like it opens up a whole new kind of worm that is even going to be the basis of another line of research. Right? But if you go with something like, you see, 
are um, top earners in Web3 in 2022. You see that, to a large extent, on face value, it doesn't seem like that is what I should have been saying. So many people sometimes they apply their emotions to it, to, to their research, because they don't, first of all, when you are researching, it's not like anybody's over your shoulder looking at what you are doing, but you just want to feel good about yourself. You don't, make it, make, make, you don't want to make it look like you are researching for a certain kind of purpose. You don't want to make it look like you are greedy. You are just researching on how to, how to make the, the, the industry and make money from it. Yeah, and that is because you've joined Camp Gaia, we're always talking about value. Don't deceive, don't deceive yourself when you are making research. I start saying, <laughs> provide. yes, that could be the basis of another kind of research. So you see that research, anything that comes to my head, I research it. But I understand that most research is just to give you a mental framework of the industry. Because once you have done some of those research, basic research, uh, how to make money, how to do this, you've seen so many of those things, then you now go into the actual effective kind of research where you are now seeing real-life people that are doing these things or how, uh, getting access to real-life people that, that you can ask. Sometimes the most effective kind of research is to get it from a proven person that had the experience. So sometimes your most effective research would be to identify the person that you are going to ask the question. Who is the most knowledgeable person that you can assess that might be able to give you their own personal experience on that particular subject matter? That might be the difference between whether you will succeed or not. There are so many pieces of information that you have in your head right now that a shitload of other people are using that piece of information to make money, but the information is in your head, but you are not making money. You don't even know that you can make money with it. But assuming the, the approach that you got that information was from somebody that was leveraging on that information to make money, or that was leveraging on that piece of information to do something that you potentially would have wanted to do with that information, you know, to, to, to favorably use that information for. It, the best approach might have been to get it from someone that was using it in that regard, but because you simply went to Google it, now you have gotten the general perspective of that information and you are stuck because oftentimes wrong research stops you from making more research because it gives you the false impression that you are already knowledgeable on it. Whereas, true, you might be knowledgeable. Yes, true. You might be able to talk about it, but you are truly unable to use it. Effective research has utility. Effective research prompts you to do something. So anytime your research process, and now please, it doesn't mean that every single thing you want to know, you are simply on somebody's DM. Do not come and talk to them and ask them, hey, please, I've, I, I, because you thought of effective research, um, I, I, I want to learn more about VR because it's interesting. Please, can you tell me how you, how you got started in... I mean, <laughs> that's why, again, I said, I said, research is 50% common sense. Common sense in approach, common sense in timing, common sense in value. Because now, if you have to ask yourself certain questions, let's say you wanted to get more information on how 
you know, without having technical knowledge, how to use VR to make money. Because of what we talked about now, you decide that, okay, you want to go and look for somebody that is highly technical in VR. You now go on LinkedIn, or maybe rather you use Google to list out the top VR companies, virtual reality companies, right? You come up with a list of all of them. You follow them on social media. You maybe uh, follow them on LinkedIn and you follow them on Twitter. Then some of your employees that is on LinkedIn, you find your way around. Or if you can even follow them. Um, okay, I've, I've already addressed that, right? So now, some of the employees, you follow them specifically. You look at the kind of content. You try and find content creators in those places that seem to have had practical experience. You look for meetings, AMAs, podcasts, conversations, workshops. That These are probably things that people should use Google for. Top workshop sections in the VR industry. Just by doing that, you will come to know about events and conferences, um, um, you know, generalized industry meetings. In those spaces, you will see the people that attended. You will follow them. You will start seeing content before you know, simply by doing this. Before you see that most of your, your social media, especially once you start liking, you know, retweeting in the case of Twitter or, you know, commenting. Mind you, commenting does not necessarily mean you have something. You might be commenting from a place of ignorance. But your ability to acknowledge your ignorance and ask interesting or relevant questions that is supposed to prompt when you are asking a question your goal is to be able to prompt the highest amount of value not response response is not always equal to value what you want is valuable information from that person on something that you can do so in vr now you've gotten the name of the industry what can you do in vr when you are a newbie when you have absolutely zero knowledge. These are the kind of on the network from the back end. So we have learned on the basis of our research. Twitter is one of the best places for you to make research. And research is 50% common sense, like we have learned. And um, when you are making your research, you know, ask um, questions that how would how we um, structure our questions. For instance, you can ask Google some questions that the way it will answer the question, you see that these questions are, are, are answered in, the, in such a way that it will Google will be redirecting us to YouTube, right? It is the way we structure the question. You can, you can try to ask Google now that okay, how can I um how can I learn on um content writing? It's going to be directed to some courses or some Udemy courses and all of that. But if you ask Google, how can I make effective content, or how can I make, um, how can I write effective content or good content? It can now be directed to some content that has been written previously by some people because on Google there are some um, data of questions that has been previously asked about um being in the community playing a good job, major role in your research purpose. For instance, um, being in Camp Gayat is playing major role in some of, in most of our members' um, willingness to research, willingness to learn. Oh, hi. And this is where the first session 
ended, and the second session began. Yeah, so sorry, sorry about that. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't really know what. But thankfully, we're already um, getting to the end of that, you know, initial initial section. So, um, I was just, I was just trying to to wrap up um, uh, the conversation on that before we take questions. So let me just take the next two or three minutes to just sum up what I was talking about today um, by running a. A, a scenario, right? Using the same information that we were using as instances in the previous place. So now I talked about first you make the generalized information to get your head in the correct headspace for that particular industry. That is not research. So what so many people do today, I would really love, please call other people on the community chain, please, so that they will join, right? Because I think this is just it to be able to understand the 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 should i say the summary right for people that might have gotten carried away or people that were not taking notes so of course they can always listen to the recording here so um you first of all make that generalized research follow the appropriate people you get information from people just the same way you think you want to get information and you go and start making research on google and all of that you are getting those information from from people but these days now you really can't be too sure you might be getting the information from an artificial intelligence but that is that is the status quo up until this point you are getting those information whether it's on google or whatever it's someone that wrote it it's someone that put it up there so but today now i'm telling you the most effective research is the ones that you you simply either get from the experiences of specialists or people with experience in that particular field now they don't have to be masters they don't have to be experts you today right now there's some very little things that you know right okay yeah i'm going to um, allow everybody to to step up to speak if they want to because yeah we'll soon be getting into our section question and answer section so there is there is that just good i've invited everybody that is up now so you connect with these people, know the right people, know the correct people in these industries and connect with them. You will be able to get more information that way. Why? Because truly, when you are exploring a new industry or a new niche, you might not even know what to research on because you have very limited information. When you use Google and all of that stuff, you've gotten a general, in the process of doing that, Please, you'll be taking note of some things. If you see a tool or a particular strategy, colon name that keeps popping up, just take note of them. So oftentimes, that thing that most people consider as a research these days is just supposed to be a fact-finding mission to go and get the information that you really want to now go and research on. So once you've gotten some of those key people, you follow them, that is something that will now expose you to be getting consistent knowledge consistent information on that thing whether or not you are looking so anytime you open that particular platform maybe that twitter list you know that most of what you are now going to be seeing the tweets and all of those stuff is going to be in that industry you are bound to stumble on new things why because you are following the most strategic people in those industries you are following the most knowledgeable people or better yet or rather you are following the people that have made it their life mission to be creating content on those places, on those um, um, that uh, in, um, that um, industry. So basically, that is something that because the most 
useful kind of information that you get at the end of the day are the ones that you stumble on. That is how you now just stumble on something so random. You need to have this spirit of being inquisitive. That's another thing I think I have to point that out. Some people, they'll stumble on something they don't know in an industry they claim to be interested in, and they're absolutely not prompted to go and find out just Google what that is. So I just use Google to get generalized information. Right? Yeah, I'm tweeting about, I'm, I'm interested in Web3, I'm following the top Web3 people, and one of the top Web3 persons posted something I don't know about. I could simply go and Google about it. So that is where knowing the right words to use to make those uh, that Google research is something that almost any of you can do. Nobody will tell me now that they don't know how to use Google. So first, you just go and Google it. Generalized research. When you Google it, that is when you will now get more information about it. It is stupid that you see something you do not know because somebody tweeted about it. Then let's assume you are even connected to the person. is great. You have a relationship with the person. It's fine. Then the first thing you are going to now go and ask the person is, uh, please, what is this? Or how do I get started? Or, or tell me more about this. That is one of the most stupid things you can do. And that is the situation that most Africans, most Nigerians will find ourselves today. They are always looking for somebody. And you know that if the person even goes ahead and tell you, right, right now, today, and now let's say, let me think of something truly new that I learned in Web3, Web3, Web3. <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. It's so crazy. <laughs> okay. So, but let's say you now get something like that. And maybe I tell you something new to you. Just today, I talked about, I talked about something on the community. Okay, good. People were having challenges with claiming their um, golems of fortune NFT, right? So I now talked about posting the white list and all of those stuff. Now, us, okay, great. This is a perfect example. I was issuing out secret tokens to people that want to claim uh, the NFTs because the free claim, they were having issues with it. Now I told somebody to send me their secret address. And they now come and ask me, mind you, they have Fina wallet. They've basically done all of that. They now came to ask me, how do they get the secret address? I said this on the Fina. They opened the Fina. I mean, that's probably one of the most, I know they wrote it small, but it's basically one of the most prominent things. There is no way you will look at that entire page and you tell me that you could not see it. Yes, you may be having issues on how to extract it or whatever, but the most common sense thing to do would be to just tap on it first. I mean, if you are seeing the address there, but there is no copy or anything around it. So you see this, this whole thing with common sense is just, it's, I cannot overestimate it. I wish somebody would be putting down a list of these things that I'm saying. You need to have, be inquisitive to see something. First of all, understand the industry you want to have that specialized knowledge on or the niche. And industry is a very wide place. If you say you're interested in Web3, understand the sub-niches that are in Web3. This is something that a generalized research can help you with. You see all the sub-niches, you look at them. What, what is your reason for choosing Web3? Is it the income potential? Is it the branding potential? Is it the um, career-making potential? If that is it, you can also do generalized research to figure out who are the key people talking about these things, this particular aspect of Web3 on um, on their, as, as part of their content um, 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 process. Generalized research will get you that information. If you cannot get it by googling it, you now think of which other way, because at the end of the day, your goal is your goal. There is no information that you cannot get from the internet. 
Yes, some people think that they now need to see the information already made for them. That's not true. You can use the internet to get the information that you need. That is the reason why I also mentioned forums and places like that, right? Building the necessary kind of connections, contact with key people in that space that you're interested in, knowing that you are going to be committed to learning more about it, at least for the next couple of months or weeks. So it's okay to totally embellish your Twitter handle to now be much more focused on that particular kind of reference. That simply means that you'll be losing out on so many Web3, um, relevant Web3 information because you are not connected. So you see that getting connected is actually a research process that will allow you to stumble on information in that space that you might ordinarily not have stumbled on. So by preparing yourself down, it is already a research in making. Now, you will not know when that research will yield. You will not know when that research will pay, but you're already in the process. You do your generalized research, you connect. Am I actually being moderated by any co-host right now? I don't want to overtalk. I think there is a clear time limit to everything that we are doing here. Let me hear from um, the um, co-host, OS Sensei, but that let me know how how much time we have left. I think so that's we, something that we, we should be doing. This some... We actually have just a minute left. This is 7.20 because of the five minutes breakout we had. So this is just 7.20. Actually, so why did you just let me keep on talking? Is this how you are managing this workshop? It's the one the scribblings that I expect. The next one, if is... I didn't ask now, so I would have kept on talking no. until you just break me up and tell me that my time is I up. Wanted to add okay, scribbling should add up with five minutes because of the breakouts we are. So I'll be stopping you by 725. That is the that's the okay, good. That's, 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 okay, great. Thank you. That's 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 enough time. I think you should be stepping up occasionally. I don't mind interruption to now give me so that you preinform me but I will know how much time I have to now adjust my, my speed or my my explanation so that I'll meet with the time. Scribblings also, you are just here. I'm expecting to be hearing our from the from the background. <laughs> yes, I really, really love hearing that. So let's get a couple of other. Yeah, I've sent out invitations to basically everybody, but I've not had anybody actually step. Okay, good. So I think. From what we have talked about, Dan, don't forget, I will use this um, few minutes to wrap up a couple of things. Number one, this is not the end of this workshop. This is something that I would really appreciate for those of you that did not have time because of where you are to take notes or whatever. This is something that you should listen to over again and jot down points. Take the first section first, then you continue with this one and jot down all of the key points. Research. Research often accompanies documentation. Otherwise, you will lose track of your research. You may have the information, but you might not be able to reference to them again. This is something that might be relevant under certain research conditions, right? So please, your ability to take note of what you are researching on, to create a system of cataloging this information so that you can easily reference back to them as at when needed. A very good way of doing this is that is actually quite productive that you can monetize because, you know, um, when we were making a poll on this, choosing the topic on the research, we talked about how to monetize research. 
and so many people <laughs> a couple of people picked that one yes although this title eventually won out right but this is how you can potentially monetize research even while you are learning it right now we've talked about some key things you've heard a lot about how you can make research right you might need to go back again over the recording and the first step to your research process, because this is a research meeting on how to make research. So the first thing you might probably need to look at right now is documentation. <laughs> All right, scribbling. <laughs> so documentation. So use this particular meeting as your first research documentation. It is these documentations that you can sell. It is these documentations that you can put up as digital products. It is these documentations that you can use as the basis of your research. Because first of all, you'd have chosen a general industry. So it's obviously expected that at least for a couple of weeks or months, most of your research, your uh, um, exposure and you know active general research is going to be based on information in a particular subject. You want to be able to keep, because trust me, you are not going to be the only one that will need information on that. And the typical information out there, in fact, the typical person does not even know how to make research. So if you are learning how to make research and you are documenting the process and you are using a particular industry, something like Web3 as a case in point for your research, then you need to find a way to keep this information available for people that might want to do similar things. Even if they want to learn about research themselves or they are more interested in your case study of using Web3 or AI or VR or whatever it is, uh, they want to learn about it. Since you use that as an example in your learning um, process, it's something that they can also gain information. And this is something that people would pay for. This is something that you can whip up explore. This is something that you can whip up and explore um, a content generation pro protocol for. You can get, um, I think in previous meetings we talked about it, different ways that you can explore your your skills, executing your skills or the content around your skills. You can create a YouTube channel, you can create a newsletter, you can create a podcast, you can create an, a, social, a social media handle that basically shares information on all of these things. Right. So once you are able to do this, yes, I have. Just let me get. Let give me one minute. <laughs> give me one minute. All right. So you can put all of this whole thing up. You can even simply share it up as a as a digital product, something like an ebook or a course, basically that people. So in your process of making research, you can also research how to whip the whole thing up as a course. How exactly will you do that? Don't forget. Because now that I said this, you may be saying, okay, do I go and Google it? No. You go and find examples of successful ones. You want to learn how to package this entire content that we just talked about in terms of research and leverage it on what you are interested in learning and build it up as a course as you are learning about it. You can simply go and look for courses that teach on anything. It could be on research, it could be on anything. Look at how they are structured. Go on platforms like that, Udemy, um, YouTube. Which platforms do they use to coaches come on? How do they put it up? So you see examples of things like that, and you now start determining which skill set are you going to need to execute on this? Which specific tools would be useful to be able to set up something like this? What do you need to, need to, what do you need to start creating out? Some members of this community, about two persons I hand speak to them to teach them how to set up newsletters. Right, so this is something that they could actually do. Go and join up newsletters to start seeing what are they. <sighs> all right, all right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.
Okay, thank you very much for that um, beautiful session. We have learned a lot right from the first, um, what we had first, talking about Twitter being our first place for making research. Research is 50% common sense and community playing a major role in research purposes for our members. Now we'll be um, gathering, we'll be wanting questions. Anybody that asks questions regarding what that has been learned. What is the kind of active participation from our audience? So anybody that asks questions can now raise up their hand to ask questions. I think we have um, 10 to 15 minutes to, have que to ask questions on simple basic questions that, that can be answered yet. We can now continue to our community group on all of this. Now we have um, Adept Creator who is raising up his hand to ask questions. Okay, you can unmute yourself and ask questions. So hi guys, good evening to you all. Good evening, Professor and the host of this workshop. So my question, I already dropped it in the comment section of the, of the first um, Twitter space we we're using. So I copied it and pasted it here again. The reason why I pasted it was because I was inside the box then. So I just prefer asking it with my voice now. So my question, it is not like a question, it is just like a proposal or a suggestion. Because like when we started this space, mm, I wanted to talk mean, when um, Professor... Can when Professor... Sir? Hello. Can I continue? Okay. So, when people told us to be talking about all right, all right. Stores, so if you can hear me, please. My own question is that on um, when all Prof was talking about making researches, now hey, I'm still talking. Where people please be patient. So, let me just continue. Yeah, so um, my suggestion, or let me just call it a proposal, is that since because I can't actually speak on the general basics, but I just so I guessed that every one of us on this community are money driving. That is, we all want to make big money. Like, especially me, one of the major reasons that drives me to this community is I was so desperate to make big money. That's when I stumbled on one of Professor's voice notes that actually um, drove me nearer to this community. Now, I suggested that since everyone, every one of us here may have, because I can't be sure that everyone of us here, but some of us may have good skills. Let, let me go. All right, please. This is, this is already a, a meeting where we can all learn. So we're not trying to um, work on any existing protocols, but the moderator should moderate. When you tell people to come on to ask questions, go directly to your questions, give them time. Tell them that if you have one minute to go directly to your question, what do you want to know? If it's something that we need to have further conversations about, like this person that's speaking now, it seems like they have some kind of idea. I think I read their question. It's not really a question. It's some kind of proposal. I don't think that in the context of how much time that we have here, when other people might have more relevant questions to ask on the basis of what we just finished talking about, you should probably use your common sense to know that you drive that to the community because the conversations goes on on WhatsApp. There you'll be able to get more voice notes that you can actually listen to. We can think about what you are asking and look at the applications and see if it's something we can work on. So, but this is not the appropriate time. I told you, timing and common sense are key part of anything. So if you see as the, um, the moderator, you have two moderators here. If you see that the person is taking too much time or they are deviating or they are not sticking to the point, 
you call them up to order so that they will focus so that we know that you are using our time much more effectively. Thank you. Now, thank you very much for that. Now, we will be answering and knowing more of your questions in the committee of group. The question is, um, I think is out of what we have learned here. So, Anna Stevens can proceed to talk. Anna Stevens, and you have just one minute to, have your, to ask your question. Just one minute. Thank you very much. Talk. Good evening, everyone. Um, uh, I want to uh, make a proposal. I wanted to ask if it's possible that we can be given a research topic. That if it was to be given a, a research topic, so that we can go and uh, work on it before um, our space, an upcoming space next week. Like that is next week Tuesday. Thank you. Okay, well, um, first of all, this is once a month. Our workshops are once a month, and we might likely not be doing them like this the first time. I just feel that this is a generalized conversation. So subsequently, the way workshop works are we we'll pick something specific, like something really, really specific, and we'll do it to the full audienceship of everybody that is interested. So I think subsequently we might be doing more of... Um, yeah, you know, be live YouTube videos, Zoom meetings, getting videos up, you know, that people can follow through and stuff like that. So then we have general conversations around them. So there will be more structure, more content subsequently. But, you know, for the purpose of um, getting introduced into this whole thing, a workshop is supposed to be a follow through, not a training, something that everybody can participate and interact. So what you are asking, that's a very wonderful idea. Sure. Right. So, but we might not be the one to issue. I think there will be some kind of questionnaire at the end of the day. So the appropriate person here should probably factor that. And even if it takes a little bit, a couple of extra minutes, so that they will add it, all of this into that, that'll be fine. So you can tell us what your area of interest are, your key area of interest, where you want to grow. And please don't come and be giving generalized statements like you are interested in Web3 or you're interested in. Be specific. What do you want to build a career on? Now, this could be something that now pushes you to go and do general research. That's the one you already know how to do, right? Or you can strike up a conversation on the um, community help group for people to share their insight on what they're exploring, what they really want to do. I will be able to give some a bit of tips on how to approach a question like that. So I think we'll do something like that then to be easier. So, but don't forget, this is a one month, once a month thing. So, but subsequently, we'll be focusing on actual tools, actual processes, actual strategies that we'll be, we'll be leveraging on. So, your, your suggestion is, is delineated. That's a conversation that we Thank you very much for that. Now, Web3 Cody will be coming on board. You have just one minute to ask your question. Just one minute. All right. Good evening. So, my question is, Assuming I do the research and I meet people. Now, I was in the, maybe in a, I, I, I had a problem then. I asked, I, I met them, I met with them and told them that, okay, this is where I had a problem. And like three people, they have contradicting ideas on how to go about it. What can I do about that? Thank you. Well, you should, you should experiment. Right, you should do your common sense when you ask the question and somebody gives you a feedback. 
it's not enough to just take it at face value. You have to, first of all, think about it. Like what this person is saying, how well does it stand to logic and common sense and reason? You see, and that is the reason why you should not, your first approach when you have a problem, your first approach should not go and ask person. You should go and have generalized information at that space. If sometimes you might, you might not necessarily need to ask anybody any questions. If you are connected to the right sources, understand that there are common people that say things based on their opinions, right? And there are specialists that share information based on data. So first of all, you want to be connected to the specialist, that's for sure. Then if, let's say, in the process of asking, you, a, a situation stumbles when you are getting conflicting information and you are not truly sure, this is something that you can put up and say, okay, I wanted to know about this. I asked a question about this and I got this feedback from three. You can make it sound like a hypothetical situation or whatsoever, but the point is you got this series of feedback. What is the general opinion or what is, you ask it on communities that is targeted at what that particular value or that particular skill or information is about. And you get feedback from people. So at the end of the day, there is no information. What exactly do you want to ask somebody that this one will tell you one thing, this one will tell you one thing. Remember, sometimes some questions do not have fixed answers. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of their opinions, and they could all be right. If you ask me, for example, how do I leverage on Web3 to make money? I could tell you a couple of things. You could do it and you make money. People do them and they make money. You ask somebody else, that person could tell you another set of perspective opinions about it. It doesn't mean that their own is wrong because I said something else. So, but when you are not sure, first of all, evaluate the information and present it to common sense and logical value. Present it to the um, expectations or the information that you already have to see their relevance. And if you are still not very certain, present those feedback that you got to specialists or to platforms where you'll be able to get feedback. Or you could experiment. This one says this, this one says that. Which one can you try? Which one is actionable? Can you do right now? Then do them and see. Thank you very much for that answer. Actually, I want to add mine. I don't know if I can add now. Yeah, I should be able to add mine. Actually, people will always answer questions based on their own sentiment. You can ask me that, how do I feel about Nigeria? I will say what I feel. But then, the real thing. Find out of sentiments, get to know what Nigeria is. Nigeria really is. So, thank you very much for that question. And I think Sir Femnuel also wants to step up to ask questions. So, you can unmute your mic. Okay, good evening, guys. Um, it's, I'm very happy to be part of this uh, workshop. So, straight to my question. Mm. I have um, like two or three questions here. And the first one is, what method can I use to gather and uh, ensure that my research is uh, accurate and valid? That's the first question. Then um, how do I synthesize and analyze the data that I have gathered to draw a meaningful conclusion? Okay, that's, um, those are my questions. Although, okay, then the third one, because my line of, um, um, of concentration in this industry is teaching. So then I would like to add this. 
what tools and techniques can I use to effectively present and uh, communicate my research findings like to, to, to in order to break it down like in a layman language to my to the people that I, that I, that I want to present it to or let me say uh, to just to present to 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 uh, to give out to dish out my knowledge that I've that I've acquired through research thank you very much okay I think I missed the second one, but the first one you talked about how do you ensure that your the information you are getting from your research is is valid is correct. Then the last one you talked about um, you are uh, being an educator. What tools and um, you know into techniques or technologies can you use to you know communicate your your research data or output or findings you know to your to your community? Do you mind sharing what if you have it noted down? Do you have, mind sharing what the second? question is about so that i can just run through everything at a go yes yes the second one is how do i sense it uh, synthesize and um, analyze the data that i have collected through to, in order to draw a meaningful conclusion on my research okay this is um this is a wonderful set of questions i really appreciate it so <clears throat> i will begin with the first one i'll begin with the first one so ensure that your research information is valid. First of all, you have to subject it to common sense. That's something that I already said. It depends on the kind of research. Is it a qualitative research or a quantitative research, right? Does the information that you are getting, does it hold to observation? Oftentimes, when you are hearing something that is valid, something that is true, you will know. There is often just that thing you will just know that, okay, this sounds nice, this sounds interesting. But don't forget, the end purpose of every research is to push you to make a particular action, all right? So when you are researching, most of the time, research does not automatically drive you to a conclusion, no. Research allows you to make observations, all right? And it is these observations that allow you to come up with decisions. Right. Sometimes you might need to test them. Experimentation is a form of research. So it really depends on the kind of research. If it's research that you need, let's say, for example, you want to get public opinion about a particular um, 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 piece of information, what people think about it, and you create some kind of questionnaire or pool and, you know, you, you issue them out, people answer it to the best of their ability, and you get all of that information back. How do you know that it's valid? you might not know somebody might you might be asking a set of questions i'm using wrong information and just answering just for the sake of answering sometimes i just click yes no just because i want to get it over with you really do not know but the truth is that is not your business you are focusing on those information that they feel that and from that you can make um, um quantitative inferences that is something that you have to point out there then once you've gotten that data how do you synthesize it uh, uh, no how do you um, uh, work on the data basically <laughs> to turn it into into a digestible piece of information ah uh, <laughs> it again again it depends some of these questions unless you are getting specific examples of what you see that if you pick up any example of what kind of data for example what kind of research for example let's continue with the instances that we're using let's say 
Okay, in your own case, now you talked about being an educator. Let's say an educator on, um, let's say AI. Let's use that since we've been using AI all along, right? You teach people about AI, right? What kind of research would you possibly do on that? So I think we should, I don't know how much time, it's depending on our, our co-host. Can I have a conversation with this guy, have him turn on his mic and we have a conversation? If that's possible, then yes, please. Can you give me a specific instance that. if you have we one? Can, in we can do that for the next 30 minutes. You can do that for the next 30 minutes. Three minutes. Okay, we have to for six. Okay, can you give me a specific example? Please, we don't have much time. Safem Noel, sir. Okay. Yes. Let's say, in the co which kind of research data are you talking about? In the context um, of... In, on, in, in, the con in the context of um, the blockchain technology generally and um, stay in the areas of uh, Web3 and uh, NFTs and... Uh, okay, great, great, uh, great, great. No, I understand. Now you have a community, yeah. you are talking about distance. What kind of research would you make ordinarily? And what kind of potential challenges would you get from those kind of research? If Just what, come again, sir? What kind of research do you make ordinarily for your audiences? Okay, okay. Depending, first of all, if when I'm making research, I always go, go, go um, with the daily news, the fundamental analysis, because a lot of things are coming up on, uh, on the blockchain technology every day. So I, first of all, keep myself updated because first okay. of, in this, uh, yes, the no, first no, thing right. is to okay, pass great. one moment let's let's make it very very short because of our time so you get yourself updated with industry news right so mostly yes. you probably yes. scroll around twitter you see some new let's say you used to make calls good cryptocurrencies with great fundamentals you see somebody call this is the token of the future is going to make the next one million s and you want to make research on it let's say you hop on coin gecko you go and look at the token you pay some if, um, attention to the volume the circulating supply the the community, their social media handles, you check all of those things and you come to a decision. So you see that you have a mental parameter of red flags because of your knowledge, because of research that you've been doing before, because of information that you've exposed to yourself before, because of experiences that you've had. You've seen some information on some tokens, you thought they were good information, you went ahead and you got burnt. You tried again on that day, the same thing, some other different parameters. So within time, all of these experiences and observations, sometimes you don't even need to buy. Experience that other people have, maybe you didn't have money to get in at that time, but you're following up because you say, ah, it's to start getting money from going inside. And the end you see her. Please, 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 we don't have time. Scribblings, we don't have time. Ah, so you see all of this information that has been happening before. So you've used it to create a mental, a psychological framework of what is real, what is right, what is legit information, the kind of information that might necessarily potentially lead to successful feedback. And now today you stumble on something, you go on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap, you check it out, it stands to the reason, to the common sense that you've built, to the baseline that you've built on what a legitimate project should, the check marks that a legitimate project should um, successfully accomplish before you consider them a potential worthy of investment. All this information that you just got now, you see this same thing that you asked, this thing that I explained now, 
practically answers all of your questions. Now, how do you ensure that that research? You simply heard a piece of information. Buy secret tokens. You just heard about it. You've not known about secret before, but you know how to judge a project that is potentially successful that will do well. You carry all of that knowledge that you've had, and you now go on Kangaku and you check secret tokens. You base it on the information that you have, the experience, the observation, the knowledge that you previously have, and you now decide that, is this a good project or a bad project? That is how you've ensured that your research information is valid. You reference to the previous experience that you've had. You looked at the general sentiment around that particular piece of information, and you might be wrong or right, but you are going to experiment anyway, because eventually you are going to buy the tokens. If you get burnt, you will now know that, okay, what is wrong about this project? Why did this project fail? You're already creating new information that you will use to judge future projects. So this is how you are getting more competent in that regard. Now, how do you synthesize that data that you collect? You go, please, please, sir, because of the interruption, just give us a few seconds, yes. So you go on synthesizing your data collected. The data of this, this particular secret tokens have data. They have a circulating supply. They have social media handles. You go and you look at it, and you, it is you that is using your common sense and previous experience, observation, the knowledge that you have, the research that you've made to adjudge whether this thing holds to value. Then how do you communicate this information to your community and all of that? First of all, don't just tell them, buy secret tokens, it's going to pay. Why are you telling them to buy it? What are the key things that you saw about this token or this piece of information that makes you feel like it's worthy of their interest or what are they going to need what are they going to need to pay attention to to be able to leverage on to get the, so these are all it's it's really am i trying to explain it outside of a particular contest makes it very difficult to explain but you see that the moment you are basing everything that you are researching on or the information that you are disseminating or the data that you are collecting the moment you are understand that your initial researches might not be right, they might not be wrong, but that's why documentation is important. So the moment you are making research, coming up with decisions, and you are experimenting on... Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for all of this that you said. Thank you. And I hope it is based on all of this. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the questions. Thank you. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, let's go. Now, um, OX Apex. OX you have just one minute to have your to ask your question. Just one minute. If you exceed one minute, I'm afraid we might um unmute. Uh, we might mute your mic, so you can go on with your questions now. OX Apex, ask your question. Hello, everyone. Sorry, my network went down. So. Good evening, everybody. This is actually my first time of coming up uh, like this to speak on a space. All right, thank you. My question is, how can I manage time while researching? Because, like, how can I make research without expanding it to a very long extent? Because sometimes I I just okay, do research good, and good, in the process good. I will... The major question is, how can you manage time while researching? Okay, your question will be answered. Okay, yes, great. Um, I don't know. This Does this feel like a workshop? Does somebody else want to, maybe one of the co-hosts, want to attempt on answering that question? I think it's a simple enough one. How about that? Can we try that? Okay. Okay, no. Let's... All right. If you want to try, I would love that. I want to hear your opinion. Okay, good. I will be using my own realities to answer this question. Before I go on any research, 
I actually write my I'm the moderator now. You have two minutes to answer. I write my questions. Okay. I write my questions down. And I don't spend I don't spend um longer hours in my research. Whenever I'm making my research, I have a kind of documentation. I write them down because if or take a kind of snapshot um, snapshot on my um phone or snap on my if I, um, if I'm using making it on my personal computers, I snap that particular um screen because and I um have my frame work of time and timing. I think that's the major question: how to manage the time when you are making your research. Sorry that when you are making research, you don't go extra hours and don't be distracted. You are definitely going to see purpose that will distract you on your research. You might be researching on um A and you are seeing Z distracting. Of course, you are going to discipline yourself not to be distracted while making your research. You are going to focus on the research. You are focusing on the research and only the research alone. Distractions and um noise. You are going to be in a very silent place where you are alone. And of course, you are going to see ads if you are making search on some um some of these um social um some of these tools aside chat gpt or google you are going to see ads you are going to see ads ads also are major distractions when you are making your research so you are going to try to do it with all of those to avoid spending extra hours making your research and don't forget to document your research write it down your okay, yeah 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 thank you very much i think um you made mention of very important points um allow not allowing yourself to be distracted it's important there are tools for that there's this app um, um, um panorama or something there are very interesting strategies or tools that helps you with your concentration when you're working but for me i really don't allow time to be the limitation to my research i use knowledge as the benchmark if i want to it's the, what is the purpose of that research? When before you engage on it on on research, before you go ahead and say you want there's something you want, there's the knowledge you want to know. There's there's something that you'd achieve, and it will, that, that research will be considered a success, right? So you don't just say I'm researching. What are you researching, or what is the goal of that research? What do you want to get out of that research? Until you have gotten it, you have not succeeded with that research. So it's not really a matter of saying. I don't want to be using long to research. When you are learning how to research, you will use forever to research. The more you get better, the faster it will be for you to be able to get the information that you need. The faster it will be for you to be able to decide which approach of research. Is it better for you to um, to, to hop on the forum? Is this something you can simply just go and do general research? First of all, navigate on platforms. Is this something you should reach out to a specialist within that space and communicate with them about? Is this something that you have to, you know, uh, do general, you know, collect data maybe from from a pool or something before you get the information that you need. So it really depends. And I focus on achieving the purpose of your research rather than how much time it's taking me. Even as at today, there are some research I get into, and it takes me hours on end on just a single piece of information. So I try to make sure that I'm taking note of what because you can get carried away. Sometimes in the process of making research, you discover that you need a piece of information to be able to better understand that particular piece of research that you are doing. You now have to get into that to get that information. Next thing from that research, you see that you need another piece of information to be able to make sense of what you are looking at. So before you know now, at the end, you might be researching about VR. And next thing you see yourself, in a couple of hours, you see yourself doing search engine optimization. So... And it might seem like, oh, no, 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 you have to jump back to VR directly because there's no point, it's too distracting. But it is your research that carried you there. 
So your ability to understand what exactly do I need from this piece of the Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. So and um I'm afraid you're not going to take question anymore. We're not going to answer the question anymore. We can proceed to our community group to ask any of your questions. Our community group is a group where we interact and answer all your questions. Now and I want to um ask us if we enjoyed the workshop. I hope you have learned two or more things because I believe we learned more than one thing. So I would like to take a feedback from one person, one or two persons, about how the workshop is, how you enjoyed it, what you think we can add to our subsequent ones, what we think we can add to our subsequent ones to make it better and more enjoyable for our audience. So anybody that wants to talk about this, are those I want um, to request to speak. Okay, Morrison Sunny, Morrison Sunny, you can unmute yourself and talk. We are, we are not asking a question, please. We are just um, talking about how the workshop is, how you enjoyed it, what you think we can add to our subsequent ones. Morrison Sunny, you can speak. Hello, good evening. Um, I learned that when we are doing research, most of our research should be based on common sense. Like there are things that we should just ordinarily know. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Morrison. Funny. I took that home to 50% of our research is based on common sense. That if you should not ask, um, you know how we structure our questions when we are making research. Thank you very much for that. Xphilosoph.et. Okay, thanks for this opportunity and thanks for all the alphas and all everything you guys have, everything that you have taught us today. I really appreciate it. So, um, my own opinion, or I just wanted to add to it, like uh, when next we're going to have our workshop, I had like our workshop to be maybe a YouTube live channel where you could, you know, have particular section. I think that we... Thank you very much for that. We'll be looking into that. But you know that YouTube live is... um Okay, let me not go into that. We're talking about in there. Talking about all of that in the community help group. Thank you very much. And um, I said we are going to be taking just two feedbacks on how the workshop went. And I hope we all enjoyed the workshop and I hope we all have our questions answered, satisfied. And I will give room for my co host to say something about the workshop. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to hear from air concerning how the workshop went. I mean, how the workshop is going. You know, you are not, you are, you are not done with the workshop. So it was an eye-opening and mind-opening session for me. I learned, like me, I would get carried away when I'm doing anything, but I learned how to be more strategic on how to make research, and it was a good one. Thanks, El Prof. Yeah, somebody should ask him. So this is my feedback on, on the meeting. First of all, I think it can be massively improved, right? I don't really see much difference between what we just did here and our regular AME section. But uh, the thing is, it was it was planned to be like this, you know? But I'm much more interested in having people follow through with the process, ask specific questions, tell us about the actual things they actually want to make research on, and you know, the challenges that they are having, then we share 
potential strategies or how they might have approached that. So I think that's the conversation that we're moving over to the WhatsApp community chain. So, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. So if you have anything that you had wanted to, to make research on, or you've been attempting to make research on it, but you are not sure you are getting the best kind of information that you need, tell us about it on, on the community, then let's, let's work on something. I would really love for, for us to take um, one or two persons and help them with their research, practically research on their behalf while having them follow through with the process. Maybe we we'll and all of that so that they see it and that people can now learn and leveraging on that same strategy. I don't want this whole thing to be theory, theory, theory. We'll just finish talking. You leave this place and you're like, oh, that space is too hot. We move. If I want to make research now, I know what to do. That's not true at all. <laughs> uh -huh. So we need we need people to actually see the whole process because even right now, this meeting, I did not make any research on it. I know typically on my AMA sections, I used to actually research and have some notes. This is one that I slept till like 20 minutes before the meeting. I just woke up, I had to rush out to, to go. So, but despite that, you see that I'm just talking because I'm talking about how I usually make my research. So let's proceed with this conversation. Please, I would like similar engagement from every single person here. Then I'm going to allow the hosts, each of the hosts, and the co-hosts rather, to pick one, one person from within this community that was not on the white list, that has not been able to claim any of the NFTs, then I don't know, they, they have the liberty to decide what parameters they are going to use to judge, but it should not be someone that already has one or that can already get one, uh, so that we issue one free. And so I don't know how you people are going to lobby for it. Please, don't go and be DMing them. If you want to lobby for this position, for, uh, for this um, this giveaway, maybe do it publicly on the community group. Find something interesting. Tell us why you think you deserve it. Tell us, you know, you could do things like that. I think that's probably a good strategy, but the decision rests with them. So I think that's all I need to say on this. In our subsequent workshop, somebody mentioned and uh, doing it on YouTube Live. I don't know, that person that asked that question, are you subscribed to our YouTube channel? I think the reason we're not doing so many YouTube Lives is because we have not met up with the necessary criteria to be able to do that. It requires a certain amount of followings and all of that stuff. So please, if you have not, I think that should be a task that people can just coordinate for this evening so that everybody can just go and subscribe to it. Let's see if we'll get up to 100. We have about 78 subscribers now. Get up to 101 and see what happens. So, but subsequently, we'll come up with a different structure for our workshop. If you have any ideas, you can go and make research on how to run an effective workshop and you see what you get out of it. Then you can make solid recommendations. This is the reason why we make research. You now make recommendations on the next strategy we might use for our next workshop, how to make it more effective. For so this is something that I'm giving as an assignment from this workshop. Go and learn how to run a workshop. Go and figure out how to successfully set up a workshop and how the approach we're going to, which platforms will be more convenient for us to be able to share both audio, video, and test content and all of that. So this should be the basis of your research and you give us feedback on the community help group and maybe maybe you'll be able to win something from that. So that's all I have to say. I want to thank you so much for organizing this. I think this is one of the events in this community that I did not participate in anything whatsoever towards the setup. I just came and started talking. And as far as I can see, although although I talked a lot and this does not feel like a workshop, it does not feel very powerful, but I believe that we have been holding for progress. OSM Sensei 
Um, he's one of our foundation members. I remember how he was when he got in here. But look at him now, coordinating workshops. This is his first workshop. These are things that you go and put on your CV. These are things that you actually do. These are things that actually... So I can see so much progress. Look at scribblings. I honestly do not know how she manages to do all these noises and all of that. And I deliberately do not want to have, ask her. I want her to be the only one that has this knowledge. That will keep needing her. So look at the movement from so many people. There are some key people there that have seen. So many people that have not spoken on Twitter spaces at all. They are here actually asking their questions, sharing their input. It's great, and I'm very, very proud of the um, advances that we've made within the community up until this point. I, I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank you guys well enough. I appreciate every single thing, and I hope that people have been getting the necessary value. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you very much for all of that, and thank you very much to all our audience from um, CFMWL, UX, APEXJ, Morrison Sunny, Crypt Sam. Crypt Sam is a very, um, oh, this, <laughs> okay. I always see any of his message, put this fire emoji. <laughs> That's actually great. Um, Sunny, Thank you very much for attending. OX Beauty, OX Chess, Web3 Cody. Added Twitter dot Dow Favor Flip and so there will access community workshop. And um we come to that subsequent one to be better than this, you get to um learn and be exposed to more of this. Now, now we are hand over the mic to my host if she has anything to say before we end all of this. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody that attended this. And I I knew I was going to be a host at the last minute of this. So thank you for putting me on the spot, I would say. Okay, thank you very much. We'll be bringing the workshop to an end now, right from there. And also, let me keep in this. Our next workshop will be holding February, February, um, on February the February last, the last day of February, which is February 29th. Okay, this year is a leap year. Our, our next workshop will be holding on February 29th, and we would want everyone to be on board here yeah? and more people. We want everybody to publicize and make this known to their friends as we anticipate for the best in our next workshop. So thank you very much for this. So we'll be ending this workshop with our hosts at Camp Guide. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Camp Guide inaugural workshop on effective research, parts one and two. Recorded on Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add
add it up and do the math on that Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody wanna rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the bass stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties Huge sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual how to turn profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the it dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose. What happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music